Broadcasting from the Business Radio X studios, it's time for Business Leaders Radio. Now, here's your host, John Ray. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Business Leaders Radio. I'm John Ray, and folks, this is going to be a good one. Gurmeet Judge is with us. Gurmeet is the CEO of Encompass Solutions. Gurmeet, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me, John. Hey, thanks for being on. I'm delighted to have you. Let's set this uh, the conversation up by introducing you and Encompass Solutions and how you're serving folks out there. Mm-hmm. So we provide IT services, John, and this business space where we provide is smaller companies where they don't have IT departments. Our approach is we can become their IT department. It's the exact same approach if they had 10, 15 guys sitting inside their company as an IT department. So it's exactly the same service that we provide for smaller businesses, large businesses where they have IT staff or they have IT departments. We kind of become extension of that IT department and fill a bunch of gaps and sometimes it's a resource, sometimes availability or skill set. Whatever the gap is, we fill the gap and we call it a co-manage. So we can uh, become extension of their department, IT department, and fill all the gaps in to move the business forward on a daily basis. Talk about your journey, Gurmeet, and maybe let's talk about you personally for just a second and what led you down the path toward eventually becoming CEO of your own services firm. Yeah, my background, John, I was a software developer as a trade. I went to computer science and I was doing software development for many years. And then after working in private companies, then I moved on to government sector in my my space. I work for the municipalities. I work for Ontario government and spent some time in IBM. At the end of my my corporate positions, I was at the level where technically I couldn't go up. I was doing project management. There's no technical positions higher up from there. So that I was looking for my next step, what I'm going to do. I enjoy technology. I enjoy software development. And then I decided it's, I'm going to just start my own company. And I was, I was in a position where I was buying from a software companies or IT companies. And whether it was a Microsoft or IBM, I was the buyer in a, in a government sector. And what I was finding that what you sometimes promised in, a, in your uh, proposal is not usually deliver exact the same way. Or it's always delivered less than what you were promised. And the same was IBM. So there was frustration that when I was putting RFPs out, RFQs out, I was not getting uh, what I was looking for. So that was first my frustration. And then second part of that was simply, I didn't find a lot of people, they were very happy working for these big tech companies. And those two items that led to, for me to go on a journey where I said, why? how about if we build a company where people are happy to work? And we deliver exactly what we promised to a client, if not more than that, what we, prom- what we promised. So those couple of things led me to go on a journey of trying to find a company, what I want to do. And I started that 2010, I started my own IT company. Wow. That's quite a journey there. So what, talk about just making that shift from software developer to manager, builder, entrepreneur, right? And and maybe give some, talk about your journey at that point. And, and maybe you can offer some advice to those that are thinking about a similar leap themselves, right? Yeah. It's a different environment when you're building a software and it's a different trade as well. There's so much to learn. Software develop, development is when I first started looking into company, I wanted to build software company, the company who builds a software the problem with the software development company is that you cannot build service company based on a software development because it's not a 
you cannot template it. You cannot build for one company and take it to another company and get the same result and multiply and grow your revenue that way, right? So it's a very custom approach to building software, customized for each company. So it's not the same templated approach. Where in a service business, you can template for one company and take that from multiple companies and get a result. So when I start looking into those two, I'd simply say, if I'm going to build a service company, I cannot build that with a software to start with. I need to build a service company first, and then I can add software as a part of it if I need to. So I went into journey of a service company, but as we are technical people as a trade, sales was not my, I never done any sales in a business before. There was no marketing background from a technical standpoint. I went on a journey just for our self-development, whether you learn sales or you learn marketing, every single skill set. As a business owner, I made a commitment to myself that I'll do whatever it takes for me to build a company. Mm-hmm. So every time I was short on a skill set, I reminded myself, hey, this is the promise. I will do whatever it takes to build a company. So I'm going to pick up on the skill set. So whether it was public speaking or was a sales skill set or was it marketing, whatever skill set came in my way, I simply said, my commitment is to my family that I'm going to do whatever it takes. So I, I better pick up the skill set and move on with it. So I went on the self-development journey. I've been picking up skill set as not dairy. I'm, you never can be perfect on that. You learn on a daily basis. So I'm still learning sales, still learning marketing, but I'm picking up skill set as we go. And we've been building companies that way. What was your biggest surprise as you went along? It doesn't have to be a negative surprise, maybe a positive surprise. As you got into it, rolled up your sleeves and several years in, what's your biggest Eureka, euphoric kind of moment out of that journey. First awakening for software development, somebody who's done a software development for so many years. As a software developers, we are so used to programming in front of computers. If you punch something two by two plus two, the result's going to come right away. So you're so used to getting instant result as soon as you punch something. If you're programming in, it doesn't matter what language, you put something in a compiler and it's going to give you a result right, you know, a moment you hit the enter button, you're going to get the result right away. In a business, as you know, in a marketing, sometimes result you don't see for six months, you don't see for even for a year and even in a sales the same way. So you got to have a patience. So that kind of concept, it took me a long time to understand the concept that result may not come right away, what mm. you were looking for. So I was very impatient when I got into business that I had a goal when I got in. I wanted a result right away. Whatever I did in marketing, I was looking for a result right away. So I was looking for instant result to achieve my goals. But it took me a little while to understand that's not how the business works. And, and it tests your patience as well. Because as you know, when you do something in, in a business, you, you're not going to get a result right away. You may get a result in a six months, sometimes you know, a couple of years by the time you get the result, right? So, so that was a big shift for me because I was so used to software development and getting a result right away, whatever I was building in a software development. So I think that was the first one. And the second, definitely the mindset issue. I didn't expect it. That mindset issue be a big challenge for any business owner when they're building a business. I thought my mindset was the only thing I need to worry about. As long as I take care of my mindset, I, I could be scaling in a business. But then you get into mindset about your employees around you. Then you, And also how about the mindset of your client? may not be the same. So you got to educate the market before you do any business in this market. And I think education piece, I didn't realize that how big that education piece is going to be part of this business. Mm. Uh, I want to follow up on that, but let's set that up. And as we talk about your client base, talk about who are the types of clients. Let's describe those for our listeners. Who are those clients? What do they look like? Size, vertical, however you would describe them that you serve. 
So in terms of size, we, we look at it from a company companies based on employee side, how many employees they have in a, on, on a payroll to, to, for us to take care. So in terms of employee side, I would say very small percentage we have from 50 to 100 employees, but majority of our clients are above 100 employees, up to about 1,000 employees, a couple thousand employees. So they're all above 100 employees kind of companies. Okay. In terms of industry, to, yeah. to, as you mentioned, industry is not as much as important, John, what I learned in this business is what important is the mindset of the, the, the leadership, what the, how they're running a business. Are they looking to IT to to help them to achieve the, whatever goals they're trying to achieve or whatever they have on the goal, or they're looking at IT just as an expense item. So those two mindset is a big difference. So you could be running a, any a company in any industry, as long as you get a right mindset. So it's, it, it, what we do for in a market that works for them. But if they're looking for simply the IT as expense item, that is just a, another bill they got to pay in a set of electricity, they got to pay IT bill as well. When you treat IT as a utility bill, that's where you don't see the value out of IT. And, and I think those are the, the mindset that is very hard to work. It doesn't matter what industry, it just doesn't work with these leadership. So, Gurmeet, how do, how do you go in and diagnose that mindset, right? What, like, what, how do you determine whether a company is looking at IT as a sunk cost something they tolerate or something that is legitimate investment that the company needs to make to grow. Yeah. From experience, John, you can tell very uh, early on what the business leadership or somebody who owns a business, if they're going to simply push you to, hey, talk to my CFO or talk to my accountant, pretty much that they're just trying to control the cost because that's what CFO is going to do or accountant is going to do, just going to scrutinize the cost that they're going to spend in IT. Moment I hear that I talk to my accountant, I know <laughs> what mindset we're dealing with. But very often you get so sit down with a business owner that they, and they'll talk about their goals, what they're trying to achieve and what they're trying to implement in a business, where they're trying to get to this year, next year. When you see a business owner who's more in, uh, interested in achieving his goal, if they're trying to get somewhere, whatever the problem they're trying to solve, that just really tells you this individual has something they're trying to achieve, they're trying to get somewhere. They're simply just not looking to scrutinize the, the cost. They're not looking just as expense item. Yeah, that that uh, that's what that CFO is there for, right? <laughs> to sharpen the pencil, and uh, yeah, that uh, that makes a lot of sense. So, uh, what's the general mindset that your clients have now about technology and all the things that are going on in terms of obviously AI is at the top of the a lot of people's minds, but as people expand as technology changes in a lot of other different ways. What, what are your clients looking at that in terms of how they're going to change their business over the next several years? And of course, how you'll be there to help them. One of the items that if, if you look at 10 years ago or even more, they used to be technology strategy and then they used to be a business process. Oh, let's put it a strategy, technology roadmap and the business roadmap. And then there was also a technology process and there was also a business process, right? What we learned for the last seven, eight years, I think where technology has come to that, there is no business process that does not interact with the technology this day and age. So when businesses are looking to build their business strategy or they're trying to build a, build a business roadmap or they're trying to build, they're trying to look at business process, they need somebody from technology background on a table to let them know that, hey, listen, let's go this way. This technology can help. They need that. I think that's where business owners are. You you see companies who are looking uh, technology as a, as, a, as a platform to achieve their business uh, goals. 
I think those are the companies that are doing very well in industry, what we just gone through for the last few years. So whether the business are looking, I got this manual process, how do I automate this process? Or they're looking, I got this paper process, how do I automate these process? Or I have a compliance issues, how do I, I need to generate more revenue? And uh, my client wants this compliance. If I'm not, I'm not in a compliance, I will lose a business or I cannot get this new business that I'm trying to get because I need this certain compliance. So those are the companies who are, who are looking uh, for whether compliance or trying to solve a business process problem or trying to build a business roadmap or a strategy where they want to get to in the next few years. And they're using technology as a platform. Those are the company makes ideal client for us. And I think those are the company who will see the value from technology as well. And I, that's the right way of looking at it. And what are the characteristics of of the companies that use you most effectively as an outsourced IT services provider? Like, for example, when they're thinking about expansion and when they bring you in, obviously bringing you in earlier in that process is better than later. But just and that's just one example maybe that comes to mind of how your clients can most effectively use you. Yeah, you know, what What we pride ourselves, uh, John, is that we are process company. So what we do is we build technology process, IT process. What the process allow you to do is allow you to measure your technology um, impact on a business. Without measuring it, you don't know where you are any given time, right? When client brings that, they will start with us. We're simply looking at to to build that roadmap and build that and the, the dashboard where you are at this point when we, when we started working together. Then showing them slowly over the time, hey, this is... Our security is about 80%. Now we are 85%. Now you're 87%. So month by month, you're showing that difference what you're making in the business ongoing basis. So once they see that, that's when you build a true partnership that you're showing them day in, day out that, you know, we're making a difference in your business and you're seeing. So when you build that kind of partnership with a client, when they're looking to expand, you are the first person they're going to look at, right? So they're going to simply say, listen, what do we have to change doing in terms of technology? We are looking at the new expansion. What is going to cost us? How are we going to bring that back to back to where you were doing for technology? We saw a lot of that stuff, John, during COVID. Even for the last few years, a lot of business are going through M and A process, right? Either somebody selling it or somebody buying a businesses, or they're trying to consolidate companies. That is a big need in the market right now. When you consolidate two companies, both companies are going to have a totally different systems. How do you consolidate everything in a one one system? When you're buying a company, same way, you got to find out what which company is doing better with the technology and consolidate those systems. So those transactions have been happening for the last few years. And I think a lot of works our team has been doing just to helping companies out to consolidate those systems or centralize some of those systems. Yeah, and and we were talking about mindset. Yeah, that, Some of those processes, some of those, I guess, ways of thinking about how you use IT in your company, that's a big mind shift, mindset shift, I should say, for a lot of companies, right? This is not something that they've been doing uh, for years and years, right? Yeah, it's a, it starts from your team, John. For us to help clients to see different ways, your team's got to see a different way first. And that was early on challenge where you got to build a team that your teams, everybody in your team sees that it, technology a different way. We're not simply just reacting to a bunch of technology issues. We are looking, we are driving, we are playing offense on it. We're trying to look at, hey, how could we make a difference in a business instead of just trying to fix something when something breaks? A little bit different mindset. And especially once you get your team on the same page, they start looking um, in, in the same way. Then you can go to client and start educating client as well. Hey, let, look at this way. Because that is that is a biggest shift. And that's the challenge. 
Mm-hmm. Um, not only you have a challenge with the employees, but also your client's not going to look at that way. But what happens is when you start delivering a result for month after month, as I mentioned that when you measure every little item in the business and you start showing that we were 60%, now we are 70%. When you start showing those results, we, what we've seen is over the period of five, six months, you, can, you, you start seeing a shift in their mindset. Because now they're not seeing any issues in the business. They're seeing that everything's smooth. We have our roadmaps built. The plans are built. We are working on our plans and we're delivering on our plans day in after, day in and day out. When you see that kind of progress in a business, they have no choice than look at your way and start looking on the process uh, side of things. So I think delivering that work is a big for clients. When they see that few months of work, they start changing their mindset. So you... Speaking of the mindsets and teams, you've grown consistently and pretty nicely over all these years since you started the company. Just talk about how you've how you've maintained that growth and been able to bring the people in that you need at the time you need them. It's a, you know, it's not a consistent, John. I I lost so many times. I won so many times. It's a back and forth. It's going up and down. So many times we went back and we, we made a progress, right? So as in a business, there's no steady growth, right? So you right. go through challenges and it's just learning over the years that at one point we lost about 80% of business. We built again, then we lost again. We built again. So many circles we've gone through that. And I think over the years, then you find out what's, what are you doing wrong? And uh, as long as you looking at your mistake and your rear window and to look at mistakes, so listen, this is where we made a mistake this time. So let's not make a mistake next time, right? So I think it's a lessons learned over the years that you go through in a business that you know builds that consistency. But so many times we lost bigger client or we lost so many. It's uh, the process side of the business, John, it takes long to build. It's not something you can build or I can deliver to client. Before I deliver process to client, I need to live and breathe the process in my business as well. And I think that's what a lot of IT companies are hesitant about. Mm. For you to, uh, for somebody to build a process in their own business, that's the hard work. Mm-hmm. I got to build all the process in my business before I go out and deliver it. And, and that's where the hard work is. And I think the decision, a lot of companies have to make that when they switch from typical IT company to process-based companies, they got to be willing to lose a business at that point. Because your staff's not going to have the same mindset what you're looking to build. Your client's not going to have the same mindset. And that's what decision we made early on a business. We, we were scaling very nicely in 2013, 2014. And we're at, we were at the point where we couldn't scale up. Mm-hmm. We're simply said, listen, this is another business we want to build. We don't want to be built a reactive, just a reactive company. We want to build a process company. So we simply took ourselves out of market for a couple of years and, and just built a process and a business. That took a while. You lose business. You lose employees as well. and But you can't make a progress without losing. But over the years, we've been building that consistency. But I think once you build that process piece, as even in a sales, you want to build the systems, you want to build, uh, you want to train people. When you start building everything around the system and you can measure every little step in, in your process, that's when you make consistent progress. And it took us a long time to learn that. But as we start building everything, systemize everything, we can measure every little step in a sales and marketing process or IT process. I think that's when we start making a good progress. So we hear a lot, we hear a lot of, I almost hesitate to use the word. We all, we hear a lot about culture these days and that, that is a, I don't know from what, how you feel about it, Gurmeet, but for me, that's a tired word in a lot of ways, but I get why we've, why it's so important to talk about the concept, but talk about how you view 
I guess the company mindset, maybe that's the way to put it, because since we're talking about mindset, the company mm-hmm. mindset, because everyone's individual mindset kind of feeds into the company mindset, if you will. And talk about how you see that, how you judge it, and how you try to move it when it needs to be moved. Yeah, I'm still a student of this, John. I'm learning uh, how to build that. I definitely interview a lot of people in this area as well. So I'm still learning. But what I learned over the few, uh, past few years is, John, when you early on in a business, you have a small team, your company culture is your mindset as a business owner. Whatever, you, however you want to run a business, that is your company mindset. And then it's, you want to get the right information. You want to build your business plan. You got to build your goals. But the, whatever the mindset you have, that's that reflects company mindset. But over the years, you want to start, you know, as you grow as a, as a company, you start building a teams or you start adding more people. You want to get input from people. So it's not only your mindset, it's collectively everybody's mindset. And, and that, that should reflect the company culture. But what I'm, where I'm at right, right now, and, and we're going through this process right now, end of the year, I'm very goal-oriented. I know what I'm going to achieve next year. I know what I want to plan. And I know first quarter, I want to achieve this in a second quarter. So I'm very goal-oriented goal, uh, that way. But if I can take my staff's goal as well, align that with the, my goal, that builds a culture. Mm. So we, I'm going through that process. I know simply saying, I, this is my goals, but let me take a look at your goals. What are you trying to achieve in life? Where do you want to get to? Especially your key, key players. You want to take their goals and find a way how could we align their goals with the company goals. And time spent on that, I think it, it takes time. But if you spend a lot of time on that and you align their goals, now you have a very committed team members that they will go out of the way to help you achieve your goals. Plus, they can achieve their goals as well. And I think that's what builds a culture when you start aligning everybody's goals in the same direction, and then and they end up uh, being a company goals. Yeah, I like that. You're and and what you're describing there, Gurmeet, is something that is much more than let's say the year end performance evaluation. That's a continuous process to be in communication with your team and individuals as to what their goals are. Right. Hmm. I give you an example. One of my team members, he, he's he, he's one of our top play, uh, top players. He, he does what he needs to do, and, and he's very driven and very committed to us. So I wanted to make sure that there, there's a goals. And he always back up his head. He always had that he wanted to start his own business. It's beautiful. So why don't we sit down and figure out what your goals are? And maybe there's an overlap between us. So while going through this process, we were looking at that and he simply said, hey, listen, I know in the next four or five years, I'm going to start thinking about building my own business. And I said, listen, building a business is not easy. It's a hard. Maybe let's find a way. What kind of business you want to build? We just went on as, you know, a journey to discover what business he wants to build. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we discovered during our discussion that he wants to build some sort of, he doesn't know clearly what IT company wants to build. He, he loves what we do. So he wants to build a similar company. And at the same time, we were thinking to open another office in Ottawa. So we're simply saying, listen, if you want to run your own company, why don't we just partner up in an office in Ottawa and you can own the, the office if you want to. Mm. So we aligned that together. Now we're together working on our goals and uh, for first quarter or second quarter. And the goal is the third quarter, he will start office in Ottawa. So we'll work together as a partners in that office. So when you align the goals like that with the staff, and I think that builds a winning strategy for business. That takes a lot of courage and confidence, right? To know that you've, you've got that relationship aligned right, such that the result of it is going to be good for the company, right? 
Yeah, but losing those key players who they work very hard, they know what they're doing. You want to keep the talent as well, John, and also helping somebody to, whether it works out for business or not, but helping somebody to achieve their goals, you, you got a partnership for a lifetime. Folks, we're here chatting with Gurmeet Judge. Gurmeet is the president and CEO of Encompass Solutions. So, Gurmeet, let, let, let's talk a little bit more about process and people challenges and just where those two things intersect in a way that needs maintenance, right? <laughs> talk about what your learning has, there has been. One of the challenges in my industry, John, is that a lot of item in IT are subjective. Mm. What security to you may not be security to me. Mm-hmm. I can put a 20 guys in a room and, and ask them, what, is that, what does it mean to have a security in a business? you got a 20 different definition. So from business owner standpoint, how do you improve something when you can't even measure? You don't know what, this, what the security means. So same for performance, same for any discipline in IT. A lot of items in IT are subjective. And I think that's a challenge when business owners trying to make a decision. They need to make a financial and business decision, but they don't have a concrete data and they don't know how they, they have no means of measuring it. How do you improve something? How do you make some decisions around it? I think this is where process comes in. Your operational process is very mature these days. I can pinpoint and measure every little discipline in your in, in your IT department. Whether it's compliance or whether it's a security, whether it's a cybersecurity or hardware, software, if I can measure every little, let's say I give you one example on a security. Let's say you and I. We, we do a business together and uh, we're simply saying, listen, what does it mean to have a security in a business? You and I, we built a list, we built a template. Hey, listen, hypothetically, I said there's a hundred items that makes up your security, right? So we, we built a template. Hey, these are the hundred items, whether it's a user security, system security, network security, whatever security, let's say these are the hundred items, make sure these items are made up security of your business. And, and we send somebody in the morning, they went after one by one, all those items. They test every single item. So test, pass, fail, pass, fail, every single item. End of the day, if they tested 100 items, 80 fail, 20 pass, we know security is about 80%. Mm. We can do that for the, every discipline in IT. I, and I think when, when you do that, you can measure it, then it's easy to make a decisions around those items. And that that level of discipline and that level of a structure usually missing in IT department. And that's what we bring to the IT departments for companies that we work with, that without a discipline, what having that structure in your business, you, if you can't measure it, how do you make some decisions around it? So when you bring that, especially IT people, we don't like to follow rules, including myself. IT people <laughs> always look for shortcuts, right? So we right. look for shortcuts because that's easy to do. So when you're looking for that, you're not going to be able to measure it. But when you put that discipline and a structure around the IT department, you're going you're gonna to be able to measure it. Sometimes I, I joke around with a client. Sometimes it's a, you see us as a, if you go to gym, you can work out yourself. You can get a different result. But wait till you put a trainer on yourself. You'll get a totally different result. And that's where we come in. We bring that discipline and a structure and a, and, and a measure uh, measurements to IT department that when you bring all those three things together, you've got a different result. I love that analogy. I'm going to use that again. The difference between do-it-yourself and working out with a trainer is... Somebody with the stopwatch. Yeah, and, and your accountability partner there, right? That's really what you're talking about. And that that can be powerful for for your clients if you work with them in that way. Yeah. 
somebody's measuring the result and they're showing you where you at and they're guiding you in this, uh, and more importantly they're not going to let you make, make mistakes so you're not going to hurt yourself by doing the wrong exercises so they're not going to let you make mistakes they're going to make sure that they're going to uh, hold hands make sure that you're doing a, you're making a progress not going the wrong way so we've we're here about 30 minutes into this interview and I'm sure there are a lot of folks wondering why I haven't uh, gotten deeper into the a conversation with someone like you about AI. So let's scratch that itch for people that are that have that. <laughs> Talk about how you see AI rolling out within the companies that you work with. Some of that may be in your portfolio, the, the in terms of how you work with them, some of it may not be, but talk about just in general how how you see companies uh, using AI and implementing it in their business. Yeah, there's a lot of people talking about. You're right about that. A lot of business owners even thinking about it. They want to have a conversation around the AI. But even before ChatGPT came out, or AI has been around, I think, for a while. And where you see that the real-time applications with the AI, a lot of software developer companies, whether it's your CRM company or whether it's your ERP companies, they're already building AI functions or features into their, their applications. And I think that's how companies are seeing a lot of benefits out of this. So any new upgrades that the software builders are building, whether it's take a look at HubSpot, they built tons of AI automation into their, their, their tools. Take a look at any ERP system. All these software vendors are, are pushing a lot of AI tools and technologies into, uh, into their software. Uh, and I think that's going to be the na- and, um, a natural way these AI uh, tools and technology is going to flow in the companies. Other than that, I, I don't think there's companies going to be ma- able to make a big use of that just by native AI. Um, or if they want to write a content, they can just go to ChatGPT and, and they can use that form and, and for marketing or sales, whatever they want to use it. But it's, I think it's, it's going to come, for, uh, the real application is going to come from the software vendors, whoever they're using to build that AI into it. In Microsoft 365 or my, any Microsoft solutions, you can see that AI component, all those features that Microsoft provide, all those tools have that. I think that's going to be the natural way that, that AI is coming, applying to businesses through the software vendors or application providers. Yeah, and what, so what's your level of involvement when you're working with companies around this? Obviously, you're working with all these applications, but are you on the front edge of making suggestions in terms of which direction they go or what? talk about your specific involvement as a company? Yeah, every company we touch, they're going to have a, some sort of software. Every company has a bunch of software. You know, definitely it, it's a decision to upgrade the software or they want to take on a new version of it. If they're not happy, they want to replace that software with the different technologies. We, we, when it comes to evaluating that guiding clients of what software to use, you know, how to go about it and how to use AI features, all the training piece, that's where it comes down to us. And managing the software, advising clients on a software, we definitely need to understand, learn that uh, before we uh, provide any kind of guidance to clients. Our teams, they're always looking into that. Um, more importantly, the client, if they, if there's a function that client can make a use of it and they can get some value out of it, you want to evaluate that. And, and so you can guide the kind of clients in the right direction. But it's all coming through. Every client has a different software. Whatever software they're using, I think that's where you want to you know, focus on. Yeah. Great words here from Gurmeet Judge, President and CEO of Encompass Solutions. So Gurmeet, what does the future look like for you here over the next uh, three, four, five years? So what, what challenges do you see ahead? What opportunities do you see ahead that you uh, look forward to taking advantage of? 
Yeah, for us, what we've been doing for last year, uh, John, for going and next two years, we're going to be doing that almost same. We simply look to scale. What have we been doing? We adding some services over the over the time. Every quarter, we add new, one new service to our portfolio. But the challenges where we see is is the talent challenges, mm. especially in Ontario. We are tech hub, but but I know even the new talent coming out of universities, you got to train them right away before you can get some meaningful work out of it. There's a labor challenges in Canada as well. I think in the U.S. is the same way. So those are the challenges. I think not only we are dealing with it, I think every business is dealing with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are the biggest challenges, finding the right talent. And definitely in terms of approaching business, we have we've been building this process for the last eight, eight and a years. We built everything we need to build. We just look in the talent to, to scale up. And one one office we talk about in Ottawa, we probably look for another office in the West Coast and a BC in Canada. So those are the two offices we'll look for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that will be in the next couple of years that we'll be looking to grow. Well, that sounds sounds both challenging because everyone has that challenge for sure, and and an exciting future. And th- this has been r- really impactful, and, and I know our listeners have gotten a lot out of it. Certainly, I have. Thank you. So thank you for coming on, sharing your thoughts and your journey. For those that would like to be in touch, would like to learn more about your company or you, how can, is it okay that we can connect them with you and how can we do that? Yeah, LinkedIn at Grameet Judge. You can easily find me and the company is encsolutions.ca. You can either look it up or just go to URL, encsolutions.ca. But I'm always checking my LinkedIn. So easy to find me on LinkedIn, just under my first and last name, Grameet Judge. Terrific. Gurmeet Judge, CEO, President of Encompass Solutions. Gurmeet, thanks so much again for coming on. All right. Thanks, John. Thank you. Hey, folks, just a quick reminder that I have a book out just newly released called The Generosity Mindset, A Journey to Business Success by Raising Your Confidence, Value, and Prices. Now, if you're a professional services firm, solopreneur, small professional services firm, and you need help with confidence, value, and pricing, this book may be for you. If you want to know more, go to thegenerositymindset.com to learn more and about the book and to find out where to buy it. So for my guest, Gurmeet Judge, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on Business Leaders Radio.